Hi guys, hope you're well. Um, welcome back to another episode of the Culture of Faith. Um, today I'd like to touch on a few, just a few things. Um, I hope you guys are blessed. I hope you guys are reading the Word and giving your time to God, spending some time with God. Um, it's very important to have a fellowship with our Lord Jesus, um, to have time that we spend with Him alone that alone time, you know, to, to nurture the relationship that we have with him. Um, start off with prayer. Lord Almighty, Father God, you know our hearts, you know our minds, you know everything that we do, everything that we say, even before we say it. You know what we're going to get up to today or tomorrow or the next day or the next week. You know what we struggle with on a daily basis. You know what challenges us on a daily basis. You know what difficulties that we face on a daily basis. Father God, we pray for strength. And we pray, my Lord Jesus, that may you give us this grace that may to increase our faith in you, our trust in you, in every single thing that we do, Lord Almighty. Let may our lives, Father God, be a, a constant increase in faith, a constant increase in, in belief and reliance on you and dependence on you. That may we grow, that may we not stay as infants in faith, but may we grow. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Amen. Um, today I'd like to speak about touch a bit on, on, on faith. Um on what we're supposed to how we're supposed to participate. <clears throat> now, the Bible teaches us that we need to rely on God and depend on God. And look to God for everything. So, when it comes to what the Bible speaks about faith, that faith without action is dead. That without faith you cannot please God. We as Christians, and when I say Christians, I mean those who believe that our Lord Jesus Christ came in the flesh as a man to rectify what a man failed to do or what a man or the man that got us into sin, which is Adam. That our Lord Jesus is the Messiah, that he is the Son of God. That as the Word of God says, that those who believe, that when you believe, that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that when you believe that Jesus Christ is the Messiah and He came to forgive our sins, that you are now saved. Because there's Christians who are just called Christians because they go to church. Um, there's Christians who are called Christians because you know, they fall into this category of, no, they believe in God, so they must be Christians. But when we learned, what we learned from the Bible is that when you have a relationship with God, or when you have a relationship with our Lord Jesus, that is when we can call you a Christian. Or well, not even call you a Christian, but you don't even have to be called anything because you already have a relationship with our Lord Jesus. Now, we can go to First John chapter 1. We'll read from verse, from verse 5. 
from verse 5 to verse 7. This is what the word of God says. This is what a Christian is supposed to be or supposed to be like or how he's supposed to recognize a Christian and or how he's supposed a Christian is supposed to behave or handle themselves um, because we live for the glory of God. Now, when we read on um, 1 John chapter 1, this is the Amplified Version, um, God is light. That is the heading. Um, from verse 5 to 7, it reads this. This is the message of God's promised revelation, which we, which we have heard from him and now announce to you, that God is light. He is holy. His message is truthful. He is perfect in righteousness. And in him there is no darkness at all, no sin, no wickedness, no imperfection. If we say that we have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness of sin, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we really walk in the light, that is, live each and every day in conformity with the precepts of God, as he himself is in the light, we have true unbroken fellowship with one another, he with us and we with him. And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin by erasing the stain of sin, keeping us cleansed from sin in all its forms and manifestations. I will also read uh, at verse 8. I feel it's important as well here. If we say we have no sin, refusing to admit that we are sinners, we delude ourselves, and the truth is not in us. His word does not live in our hearts. Mm. So, you cannot say you have fellowship with God, but yet you walk in darkness, you walk in sin. You cannot say you have a fellowship with our Lord Jesus, yet you walk in darkness, you walk in sin. What do I mean by that is that, or what does the word of God um, is portraying here, is that once you give your life to our Lord Jesus Christ, you're supposed to live a certain way or, you know, have a certain character as the Lord, you know, continually transforms us on a daily basis as we fellowship with him. Now, the Holy Spirit will help me out with this. God is light. He is not darkness and in him there is no darkness. It means that there's no sin, no wickedness or no imperfection. But it does not mean that we're supposed to be perfect. Only our Lord God is perfect. Only our Lord Jesus is perfect. Only the Holy Spirit is perfect. We were born sinners and we had to be saved by the blood of Jesus to receive salvation. Now, as a Christian, we walk in his grace and in his mercy, meaning that we are not, God does not expect us to be perfect, but God expects us to try to live holy. Now, to live holy is to live without sin. Now, living as a human being, we are humans, we make mistakes. Sorry. But I love how the servants of God have explained this on some of the pastors that I've been listening to. That when you're a Christian, when you're fellowship with our Lord Jesus Christ, I'm emphasizing this, guys, because, you know, when we read in Revelations, there's a part where Jesus says that, that those are going to come to him and say, Lord Jesus, we did this in your name, we served you, and we did that, and we did that. But he says, get away from you, you sinners. 
or I do not know you. So you cannot have a fellowship. You cannot not have a fellowship with the Lord Jesus, but then, you know, claim to be a Christian. They, we have a lot of churchgoers here. There's people who love going to church, guys. There's people who every Sunday they're in church. And they serve at church. They can be in the choir. They can be, they, they can be in the finances. They can be, you know, do the events or whatever it may be. I have been in that situation where I'm working in the church. I'm working in the house of God. But I don't personally have a relationship with the Lord Jesus. So if Jesus Christ can arrive at that moment, will he recognize me? Or will you see me as a stranger? Yes, God knows everybody and knows everything. But what I mean by stranger is that, do you have a personal relationship? Do you have do, do, do you guys spend time together? Do you check in with him, you know, frequently? You know, when you have a relationship with our Lord Jesus, every single day, they, you, 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 will, you will spend time with him, either in prayer or in reading the word. Just like any friendship, guys, that we have, we have to nurture that friendship. We spend time with our friends. We call them, we text them, we check up on them. That is a relationship with our Lord Jesus that needs to, be, to exist. You cannot say you're a believer in our Lord Jesus Christ, but the only time you ever be in his, presence, in his presence is when you're in church on Sunday. It's like that one friend, I'm sure a lot of us have that kind of friend, who only calls or comes to see us when they need something. Now you cannot call that a friendship. It's a relationship of convenience. And we cannot have that with our Lord Jesus. You know, there's people who only pray when things are bad. There's people who only read the word when things are bad. But when things are okay or okay-ish, they have nothing to do with God. Now that is not a, that's not having a fellowship with our Lord Jesus. Having a fellowship with our Lord Jesus, whether it is good, whether it is bad, whether it is terrible, whether it is amazing, you always have a fellowship with our Lord Jesus. And this is very important, guys, because this or separates itself or debunks itself from religion. Religion is doing certain things according to certain laws that were made up by certain people in certain ways on all. Every single day on this time, we're supposed to do this. Every single this, 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 this. It's following a set of rules. Spirit, having a spiritual relationship with the Lord Almighty. For as, as we read the word, God is spirit. Having a spiritual relationship with the Lord, it means that we have an actual relationship. We spend time with God. We, we ask God questions. We pray. We fast. We read the word. Our focus is increasing our intimate relationship with God. Not just saying God exists, I, I pray 10 times a day um, at the certain times because that's that's how I know we're supposed to do things. No. But do you speak to God as if he's standing here right next to you? Do you spend time with him because you want to know, you want to understand his character, you want to know more about him and know more about his heart. You want to seek his face because you need that personally for yourself. Hmm. Holy Spirit, help you understand this. Now, if we see that we have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness of sin, we lie and do not practice the truth. Now, already we are going against some of the characters of God, which you've read about here, which is God is light, he is holy, his message is truthful, he is perfect in righteousness, and in him there is no darkness at all. No sin, no wickedness, no imperfection. 
So if you don't have a, a fellowship with God or fellowship with the Lord Jesus, you've already lost the mark. As the word reads, there's people um, that speak very highly of God with their mouth, but in their hearts, they hate God or they do not know God. But with their words, with their mouth, oh my word, they speak wonderful things about God. But they do not actually have a relationship with the Almighty. So in this episode, it's, the Holy Spirit is directing me to the importance of having a relationship with our Lord Jesus. Let's not just say, hi, I, um, I go to church, um, I, I, I give every Sunday, um, I pay tithe every month. But do you actually have a relationship with our Lord Jesus? Or is he a stranger to you? You know, I made an example last night when I was sharing with my family that, you know, you can be you can be in the street and walking in the street and then you hear somebody say, Hey friend, how are you? And then as soon as you turn around to look at that person, and you look at that person and you've never seen this person. When I say you've never seen this person, it means you've never spoken to this person, um, never spent time with this person, have never had a conversation with this person. You will immediately turn around and look behind you to see if this person is you know, saying hi to somebody else. And then you look around, there's no one else, just you. You'll go back and you'll be like, sorry, you mean me? And then again, by instinct, you'll turn back and check, no, there must be somebody else behind me. Then still there's nobody. You turn back again, sorry, are you saying me? And the person will be like, yes, friend, I mean you. How are you doing? And you'll be like, oh, um, I'm fine. But, sorry, do I know you? Sorry, do I know you? Because a stranger is somebody that you've never had any communication with. Whether by text, whether by phone call, or whether by spending time with them, speaking to them, you know, one-on-one. Because if somebody says, no, I'm that person from Twitter, I sent you a message and I said this and we had a conversation about this. Then you immediately go, oh, you are at, you know, I'm the biggest boss. Oh, okay. How are you? Wow, so nice to finally meet you. That's not a stranger. You've actually had a conversation with this person. But when you've never had a conversation in any space, whether on WhatsApp or social media, whether you've never spoken to this person, or somebody must say, no, don't you remember me? We were at the license department about a week ago, and then we're in the same line, and it was so long. What a, what a, what a, what And this happened, like, oh, my word, how are you doing? Are you well? Now, this person is not a stranger. You have met this person before. So, so when Jesus now refers to you as a stranger, it means that you guys have never spent any time together. You have never spent time with God. You've never spent time with our Lord Jesus. You have never. You've just been, you know, I believe in God. God is great. God is good. God, God is good all the time. God is good. You know, um, I'm very I'm very skeptical of when people are always saying to me, you know, God is good. God is wonderful. God is perfect. But they never mention Jesus Christ. Um, it has gotten to a point where, I, I, I'm, I'm like, I, I, I'm, 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 I'll be like, okay, cool, because I don't know who you're talking about. As when we read in the Word of God in the Bible, there's a lot of gods with a small g. 
So when you're saying God, I don't know which God you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. You're talking about the God of, of Abraham. I don't know if you're talking about some God of, like some cow God, some water God, some, I don't know. I don't know if you're talking about the Greek gods or some African gods or some Indian gods or some, I don't know who you're talking about. So we must be very careful even ourselves as we walk in Christ and walk in relationship with God that, you know, don't just, when you hear somebody talking about God and it just immediately now you, you, you let down your God and you relax and like, ah, oh, no, they must be a believer like me. No, you don't know who they're talking about. The word that always gets people, you know, uneasy is the moment you start mentioning the name Jesus Christ. Ah, then things change. But you can, guys, you can try this yourself. You can walk around the whole day, go around talking about God, say, God is wonderful, God is good, God is so great. Ah, God is such a blessing, you know, I'm so blessed by God. Everybody will be like, yeah, man, yes, God is so awesome. You know, unless you meet some atheists, you know what I mean? But most people are probably going to agree with you. Most people are probably going to be like, oh, yeah, man, God is good all the time. But the moment you say, oh, Jesus Christ is good, God, Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior. Jesus Christ is wonderful. Jesus Christ is just perfect. And then now you're going to get, you're now going to be like, oh, wait, wait, wait. You're one of those. You're one of those. You're a believer, a Christian. You understand what I'm saying? So, Everybody can say the word God. Only in their hearts do they know who they're referring to. Only they know who they're referring to. That's why the word of God says you must test the spirits. Even when you hear a preacher preaching or a pastor pastoring, you don't know if they're using the spirit of God or the spirit of demons. When I say the spirit of demons, I mean the spirit of the Antichrist. As the word of God warns us that the spirit of the Antichrist, by the time of your Apostle Paul's was already in the world. So now, ugh, come on, it's everywhere. That's why there's so many false prophets, so many false pastors and evangelists and all that. You will hear, and some of them, I have been, I have been, I have been duped by, by some as well. There's one I used to, there's a pastor I used to watch a lot. Only when my bishop won't open my eyes, I realize no, 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 no. And it's it's simple things, guys. When you read in, when you read the word, there's things that you're gonna pick up. When people start praying for people and speaking as if they're the ones healing those people, they're the ones who are choosing to heal those people. Or when you've been when they prayed for you and you're healed, and then they expect you to give some money or to give something. That should raise some flags. It is not a, a compulsory to give or to offer an offering after you've been prayed for and you are healed. And then some people, they come, they, they, they give out, let's say, 500 rand, and then the, the, the pastor will be angry and be like, how can you just give me 500 rand when I've done some, something so big for you? You should be giving me thousands of rands. Now you ask yourself, when... Have ever in a verse in the Bible has Jesus has Jesus ever charged anybody for praying for them? You ask yourself that. In so in saying that, let us move on to another verse. That'll also that also adds to what we've been speaking about.
when we want to read to, we're going to read in Matthew chapter 9, verse 28 um, to 29. This also goes back to the fact that, you know, we have to participate in our faith. Our faith needs to work. Um, um, let's start from verse 27. Um, to verse 29. And Jesus went on from there. Two blind men followed him, screaming loudly, Have mercy and compassion on us, son of David. Verse 28. When he went into the house, the, the blind men came up to him and Jesus said to them, Do you believe? This is the amplified version. Do you believe, in brackets, with a deep and abiding trust that I am able to do this? They said to him, Yes, Lord. Verse 29, then he touched their eyes, saying, according to your faith, you trust and confidence in my power and my ability to heal. It will be done for you. Now, we need to believe, we need to have faith for any for, for, for the power of God to work in us. We need to have faith. Now, some of you may say, I've just spoken about a pastor who says, when they heal somebody and they say they power, they what, what, all that. This is Jesus Christ speaking here. It's not Pastor Mangma or Pastor Huhu. As the servants of God, nobody has power to do anything. We are the tools used by God. We are the tools used by Jesus. That's why even when they pray, or when we pray and we cast out demons, and demons are being cast out, we say in the name of Jesus. No, we're not saying the name of Pastor A.B. No, in the name of Jesus. Or Pastor CDE? No. In the name of Jesus. Only our Lord Jesus, only our Father in heaven, only our God has the power, only the Holy Spirit has the power to do anything. You are just being used as a tool. You have not been bestowed. There's no power that has been bestowed upon you. The only thing that has been bestowed upon you is anointing so that you are able to handle such work that God need, needs to use you through, needs to use you for. So there's no pastor here who's been given powers and all that. Only an anointing. That when God wants to use you for healing, God wants to use you for deliverance, God wants to use you for casting out demons, you have that anointing that you are able to handle that power that God is going to push through you. Going back again, we need to have faith in God for God's work, power to work in us. We need to believe. Do you believe that God can heal you? Do you believe that God can deliver you? Do you trust in Him? Do you trust that He can heal you? Do you trust that He can do what you're praying for? You know, when we read the Word, it says that when we pray, we must be thankful. Bring your supplications to God and be thankful. When you ask for something and you're given that thing, what do you do? You're thankful. You will, you will say thank you. So when you pray in faith, even though that thing has not been done for you, but your faith, you know that God is going to do it for you because you've prayed and you trust in Him and your faith in Him, you are thankful. So when you pray, be thankful. Be thankful. And you need to participate, guys. You can't just sit around and wait for God to do everything for you. You need to participate. You need to put your faith into action. How do you put your faith into action? You need to believe that God will do what you're asking Him for. You need to believe. You need to trust. You need to have faith in Him. How do we increase our faith? 
by hearing the word of God. How do we hear the word of God? By listening to the two servants, by listening, by reading the word. That's actually, that's the most important one, reading the word. That's how we increase our faith, by reading the word. Because now you have something to base your faith on. I read in the word of God this. And the word of God is the truth, as we just read on First John chapter 1. It is the truth. It is not lies. It is not um, um, a novel, a story, or a movie, you know. It is is the truth. You know, I like to look at the Bible as a prophecy of the past, the present, and the future. It is always prophesying. It is always telling what is about to happen, what has happened, what is happening. That is what the Word of God is to me. That's how I, I perceive the Word of God. When I read the Word of God, I read it as if I'm reading a history book or a novel or a storybook. God is good. For Him to have given us, sent His only begotten Son to die for our sins. For Him giving us the Holy Spirit. For Him giving us His Word so that we can find inspiration and motivation and be encouraged through His Word. He has not left us alone. As the word says that he has given us everything that we need to follow him and to abide in him. He knows how hard things are for us and how difficult things are for us, but he, he has tried, he has given us tools and resources to make the journey, you know, easier. More, 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 more possible, if I might say so. So whatever you're facing in your life, whether in business, in your career, in your job, in your faith walk with him, with our Lord Jesus, don't give up. You know, the devil will attack you according to your relationship with God, according to your level of relationship with God. I mean, if you're at level zero, you obviously attack you at level zero. If you're at level 10, you'll attack you at level 10. So, the more harder things are for you in your life, look back in your, into your spiritual life. Am I close to God? And you realize, whoa, actually, my, I've like, my relationship with God has become on another level. Then you understand why you're having things so difficult. But that's the thing, that difficult, that challenge, whatever that you're going through is only for, it's for a little time. You'll get through it. You'll get through it. And isn't it good to know that you, you you know you are growing with God on such a level that the devil sees you such a threat? How how proud God must be of you that from what you were living in darkness and in sin, being so ashamed, you were even ashamed to even pray to God, but now you're at that level that the devil and you, when you wake up in the morning, the devil goes, "Oh my word, he's up! Oh my word, she's up!" Thank you guys for listening. Whether you're driving in your car, in the office, in your studio, in your business, wherever that you may be, this podcast has to, uh, to make it easier for, 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 for us to get inspiration and encouragement from the Word of God and, and for living for the Lord, wherever that we may be. The culture of faith. Let's build a culture, let's create a culture of faith for ourselves, for our families, for our children. For without faith, we cannot please the Lord. But without faith, we cannot, you know, do things that are impossible because we have no faith. We don't trust in God in that level. 
Do you have a relationship with our Lord Jesus? Do you have a fellowship with our, with our Lord Jesus? A personal relationship. Can he say he knows you? Can he say, yo, you know, you know me, and you spend so, so much time together on a, on a daily basis. How are you doing? How was that issue? How was that issue? He spoke to me about it. I already solved it. You know, when Daniel prayed to the Lord and, and Angel Gabriel was disturbed by the king of Persia, the prince of Persia, for him to receive the message, for, for Gabriel to get the message back to Daniel. And when he did arrive at Daniel, after um, the angel Michael helped him to fight to fight the, the princes of Persia, you know, one of the things that the angel said, Gabriel, Gabriel said to Daniel was that um, the moment you prayed because you believed in your heart and you, you, you surrendered yourself to God and to his will, once you went, the moment you prayed, God had already, had already heard you. But it just took me time to bring your answer because, you know, I was met with, with evil forces that were trying to stop me from getting to you. So when we pray in faith and thankfulness, God has already heard us. And his answer will come at the right time. It will arrive. No demon or evil spirits or whatever may stop it. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, Lord Father, may this message reach everyone's hearts. Those whose hearts are hard as rock, may they become flesh, may they become soft, may they receive your message today, Father. I'm just your servant. I'm a nobody, Father God. I'm a nobody. As the word says, apart from you, we can do nothing. Even right now, you're the one speaking to us, including myself. I pray that may we be able to be obedient to you, follow your word, live according to your word, and have a real and proper fellowship with you, Lord Jesus. May we not just say we have a relationship, but we have a relationship with you. Thank you guys and have a good one. Bye.